You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good friends, and welcome to the 2022 NBA Draft Edition of the 10,000 Lives Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian, Julian Andrews. Julian, you were not drafted last night. Again, I know. When, when do you just give up? Um, you know, I'll, this might be time to make an announcement. <laughs> I'm going to stop submitting my name. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like my time has passed, you know, and my dream of becoming an NBA player is over. Um but that's okay because breaking news. I get to work in communications, which is even better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apples to apples. Yeah, uh, like, it, rem- it reminds me of when I would used to I used to apply to go to Duke, knowing I wouldn't get in, just so I could get a letter from Duke saying that I didn't get in. Wow. Yeah, dream big, <laughs> dream big, kids. Uh, yeah. What a weird draft night. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the most exciting draft in NBA history uh, did not live up to expectations. Yeah, it was. Well, first off, we went to go watch it somewhere and they had it on TV, but then they couldn't put it on the big TV because it would mess with another room. And then they told us they couldn't put the audio on. So by like, I'm I'm, like, literally where we're going, we went to like six different bars in 10 minutes um, and like looking for a place that had audio. None of them did. So we just that's what it's like to be a playoff team. Yeah. The draft all of a sudden doesn't matter. Nobody yeah. Cares. You, I, I don't need to watch the first five picks. Although Twitter, I was, Twitter still cares. Yes. And I was, I was uh, keeping, keeping track on that. Of course. Uh, I mean, we, we, we don't have to get into like too much of the non wool stuff, um, but just yeah. a few like notes I wrote. Um, like the Kings are going to Kings. Like they have Jaden Ivy there at four. Crazy, dude. It seems like they have a bunch of teams that want the fourth pick. And then they end up taking Keegan Murray, who like his comp is Harrison Barnes. Yeah. So very, very weird. Yeah, I don't like he's like a yeah, TJ Warren, Al Horford, Pascal Siakam, Harrison Barnes type. I don't know. It just seemed like Jaden Ivey, like, and maybe we're gonna be wrong, but was like the the guy that everybody like after the top three, it was like, Oh yeah, then it's Ivy. And then it, it really felt like there were some teams that left some like value on the table, kind of. You know, like yeah. even with the the magic and to be clear, like I love 
Bancaro. Like, I think that that's a great pick. Um, but if they were really as close on him and uh, Smith as they said they were, like, why not trade down? You know, you know, yeah. Chet's going number two. You know, you no matter what, of, you know, you can get one of those guys at three. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Detroit just like didn't want to move up or something. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it felt like there was some uh, some missed opportunities. But that being said, like I think the top three teams all like yeah. made the made the right picks. I I again like I'm I think Paolo Bancaro is going to be awesome. Um, and so like that's great. The Magic kind of have a nice core. And man, Detroit is such a good night for them. Yeah, um, they're looking nice. I think I said Detroit. I met Houston with to trade uh, Smith, up, but um, yeah. 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 And like, that's the weird thing, right? Like, so we think Smith is going number one for like the last month or two, the Vegas line on like Tuesday night. I don't know if you saw this suddenly, like, I don't know what the odds were, but like uh-huh. all of a sudden like Bankera went up from like, it was like, you know, like plus 500, let's say to like plus 200. And it was like, Hmm. And then last night, like Chet fell to like plus like, you know, like 18 to one odds to be the number one pick. And it was like, that just seems like a falling knife bet. But like, and then all of a sudden I was sitting next to my buddy and I'm like, there's this, this, this is just Vegas, right? Like they're trying to create some sort of commotion so we can, yeah, Yeah. move the line. And then all of a sudden, like the reports from Woj come out and it's like, oh no, the whole time it was bank. I, I love the way he tweets it. He goes, as we're getting closer to the draft, the magic might be considering yeah you know this person instead of this person i'm like oh yeah thank god they found that out 20 minutes before the draft like right. obviously yeah that's been the, that's been the pick the whole time but yeah. um although i then, believe that it was tight like i think you could make an argument for any of those dudes too yeah one, which kind of totally. makes it fun you know like usually i i think and it's really interesting like i honestly i did not follow college basketball that closely this year but it feels like all of these like i feel like chet i mean I don't know. There's it feels like there's some risk there, but I also think that might just be like what he looks like, you know, because he's like so skinny, which is always just kind of scares me. But at yeah. the same time, like everything we hear about him is like, oh, he's actually like stronger than it seems like. I, I don't I don't know. And so I, I feel like there's probably an argument for any of those guys to go number one. And that kind of makes the draft interesting. Um but then, yeah, after that, I, I don't know. I think there were some teams that did some good stuff. And then there was the Kings. Then always the Kings. Um, yeah. And like one more point on like the the number one pick thing. And like, I you know, I, I did hear a lot of like, I, I'm, I think Holmgren is going to be the best player out of the draft. Uh-huh. But but like, again, you you could tell me the, those three guys we just talked about, like even Ivy in there yeah. will, will be. And I'd be like, oh, OK, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but like him going to the magic, everybody's like, well, why wouldn't the magic draft him? That's like what they love is these long athletic guys. And it's like, well, they suck all the time. So maybe that's why they don't want to <laughs> take the same guy. You kind of get it. I, I, I love it. I, I, I might, I might be like, I, I feel like there's some magic fans who were like, Oh dang. Like what the heck? But I, I just don't know. I, I don't understand I, the concern. I think he's going to be a perfect fit there. Yeah. I think he'd be good. I, I, I agree. They have nobody and else. Then, can... Yeah. Just Detroit with, with Ivy and, Cunningham like that's just yeah. gonna be awesome and then um you know we'll talk about this in a little bit but yeah. f- like to f- for them to take advantage of the Knicks um yeah and then we we go into the draft and like you know and obviously listening to the podcast and reading articles throughout the week you get amped up and it's like oh my god like you know with Timberwolves fans it's like will D'Angelo Russell get traded yeah and then it's like oh my god Utah's gonna blow it up they're gonna 
trade Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And it's like, and then OG and Anobi is going to get traded to the, to the Blazers. And then like, nope, none of them happened. The biggest trade that happened was the Knicks had to give up Kemba Walker and the 13th um, just to unload his contract. And they got like a future first pick or uh, the 2025 bucks pick, which is probably going to be a bad pick. Yeah. Because they ended up with like three first. That was like very weird. It was following all the, I I, like still, I'm not a hundred percent sure what they got, but I think that they came out with three firsts, which is not bad. They're just, none of them are going to be that good. So they have to move. They have to use them in trades now instead of just like making all those picks. But I think they have like, I think they now have like three firsts next year, which is supposed to be a good draft. So it might not end up being a total disaster, but you do hate to see like moving first to unload a contract. Like that's one of my least favorite types of moves. As you always say. Yeah. the thing about it, like Wiggins, right? Like that's what they did. Exactly, They're like, we right. have to tie this seventh pick to it or, you know, unprotected. Um, yeah. All right, let's get Wolves talk. So you and I really liked this. The Wolves were at 19. It seemed mm-hmm. like there were some guys there that we liked, but ultimately Tim Connolly ends up moving back. He trades 19 and ends up going to 22 and 29, which I thought was really smart considering, yeah. considering it seemed like every... Again, I'm no draft expert, but every draft board seemed to have like the same guys from, you know, like 17 to 30. Like they're they're they're, they're kind of in their same tier. Yeah. Whatever. And it's like, sweet. Now you're giving yourself two chances at this instead of one. That's exactly it. And I mean, just I, like picking up another picking up a first rounder just to move back three spots is like, OK. Yeah. And someone on Twitter was like, well, do the Wolves really need two first round picks on their team, two contracts? It's like. We had fucking Jake Lehman on our team last year. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Like, and like, as you said, as you alluded to, like these guys r- don't hit very often. Yeah. And so like, just to give yourself, I mean, it's easy to get, like, I feel like Wolves fans, we've been drafting high for so many years, you know? And like those picks have a lot of um, pressure like attached yeah. to them, you know, and you have to hit. And that's kind of true later in the first round too. But like, if you follow teams who are always picking in the twenties and like for the last, like, I don't know while that's been the Blazers. And so like, this has been my draft experience. Like before I moved to Minnesota and became Wolves fan, like you have to like, these guys rarely pan out. Like sometimes they just like, don't end up being NBA players in three years. And so like getting two of them, like giving your scouts like two chances to get a guy who can contribute. Like that's great. You basically took one pick. And just like turned it into two picks. Yeah. And also like, I don't know how much, how like accurate the reporting was around. Like you never know like who, like teams keep their boards pretty tight. Um, So who knows if like this is the case, but it seems like nobody the Wolves really wanted went between 19 and 22. Yeah. So in that case, it's like, okay, well, if that's what the league thinks, then picking the guy you wanted, like if they'd taken Kessler at 19, that definitely would have been a reach because he was still there at 22. Yeah. And so if, if you want him, um, and you really think that he's going to stick around and there's, there's zero reason not to trade back. I'm always a fan of trading back. <laughs> totally, totally agree. Like, unless like you're super passionate about a guy falling. Yeah. Um, and that you brought up a really good point there of like, I always have to remind myself when I like a player that falls or, and, and then we draft him or a player falls and I want us to trade up. Like I always remind myself that like that player's falling for some sort of reason. Um, like I, I really like Ty Ty Washington and he fell all the way to pick 29. Yeah, EJ Liddell, like second rounder. Yeah, and at and EJ Liddell reminds me of Kata Bates Diop, actually. 
like an Ohio State old old forward that fell, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, great value." Um, but yeah, the, the yeah, like when when Ty Ty Washington was falling, I was I told my buddy, I was like, "Maybe I don't like him anymore." Like maybe, maybe yeah, there's right. maybe, like, maybe all these scouts are smarter than I am. Maybe the um, fact that every single team in the league has now passed on him. Exactly. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe maybe I'm the dumb one. Um. Okay. Let's get into the pick. So at pick. Uh, 22, the Wolves take Auburn center Walker Kessler. Also will be a 2024 Senate candidate. Um, it, looks, <laughs> it looks like he would be a, a politician. Um, yeah, I, I didn't love the pick overall, but I get it. Like, yeah. I understand the pick in theory. Like, basically, we have a like, he's a very traditional center. Like, his comps are Jarrett Allen and Jakob Pertle. So, he, like, I think we all went into the draft being like, oh, my God, we want, like, the Robert Williams, the third type. Um, and he's not that, I don't think he's like this guy that's going to be on the perimeter and defending. Um, he, he can't shoot really. Um, but he, he, he averaged 4.6 blocks per game last year, um, in the SEC. So that seems good. I don't know. What, oh, yeah. what were your yeah. thoughts? It's just very, very funny. Um, this whole narrative around him, because like, if there was a guy that like wolves, Twitter, capital W capital T, like did not want to pick it was Kessler. Um, yeah. And like, I can't, I kind of get it because I, because I think the wolves are just like now want to be this like kind of smart forward thinking franchise. Oh, we're just going to take a bunch of wings. Like we're like, it's going to be, you know, all of this stuff and like taking a guy like Kessler, like it's kind of an old school kind of move. First of all, though, he might not be as like slow and plotting as people think. Um, first of all, I was reading some stuff where it's like, I actually can kind of stick with people on the perimeter. And yeah. the other thing that's just fun, I feel like if he wasn't this like big white dude from like Auburn, the reaction would be totally different, which I don't know if that's the case, but it's just kind of like, I feel like there's this snap judgment. I've never watched Kessler play. I don't think most of the people who are commenting on it probably have. Yeah. I mean, coming into the draft, we're saying, okay, we want size defense you know, a backup center. And then they draft like the best defensive center. He's seven foot. His wingspan's like seven, five or something insane. And everybody's like, what the hell are you doing? So it's just, it's just kind of funny because it's like, I feel like in a vacuum, like, isn't this kind of the guy that you want? Like if he could be Yaka Pertle, that would be huge. I, was gonna I would say. love to have Yaka Pertle on the wolves. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I do think you're right. Uh, like it, it, it is like, for example, like if he's a 19 year old kid that came out of Memphis, that has like all this upside and athleticism and he plays yeah. the same position and does the same thing. We'd be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah, it is. I get um, it. I get it. I, get, I mean, I, I get it. It's not an exciting pick, but I, I just, at that point in the draft, I just feel like it's kind of a smart bet, but it shouldn't be a surprise. Right. Because once you get past the, the centers, um, I think it was just pretty much Mark Williams, like in the top 15, then it was Kessler who is the next one. And the wolves have not like, you know, they, they've been like in the rumor mill of Clint Capella and Rudy Gobert. And yep. there's been all this talk of cat is going to move to the four and they need a, they need a traditional five and a big yeah. man. And then they take them. And here we are. Um, it, It's going to be clear or it's, it's going to be interesting rather if you text me this last night, like, does he start? Um, I, I tend to just say like, no, right away. I agree. Yep. I don't, but think it, so. Um, and I don't know if that means the wolves go out and get another center, um, to start. Like, I don't know if that's like a, like a Javel McGee type or something like that. Um, I'm not sure what it does probably say is like Nas Reed's time in the rotation is probably over with. Um, you know, 
I just have a tough time fi- like finding minutes for him, especially like in, in the playoffs last year, he was, he really struggled. Um, yeah. Yeah. And unless he can, you know, unless he can start playing more minutes at like the four and, and can yeah, defend better. If, but if you can put him into the cat role at the four as cats backup, you know, cause, cause I mean, the wolves were too small like in the, in the playoffs yeah. last year. And so I think, I, I think like, yeah, there's some intrigue to putting Nas at the four, but I mean, Nas Reed, like everybody loves Nas Reed and with, with good reason, like he's worked really hard. He's kind of, I mean, he's undrafted, like, you know, yeah. like, it's a great story. He will have like a path to an NBA roster. You know, that's not like, you know, it's good for him, but at the same time, like he's not, he's not the difference maker. For yeah. the Wolves. And I think like with the Kessler pick, what you're also saying is no, we're not going to go and add like a rookie. Who's going to take volume away from the guys that we currently have on the roster. Like this is going to be cat and ant who knows what happens with D'Lo, Jane McDaniels. Like these are the guys that, at least right now that you are going to be getting the bulk of the uh, like offensive touches. And you're, you're saying, okay, no, we're not going to go draft like a point guard. Like we're going to maybe continue just to continue to roll with J Mac as the backup point guard. And I think everybody is probably on board with that. So I don't know. I, I don't hate not adding a, like adding a guy who can make an impact in a way other than having the ball just like with the amount of people that the wolves already have on the roster who like want the ball. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I will see what happens with Nas. I, I hope he can find some way to like keep, keep, keep contributing. And if cat really does move to the four and if they do want to keep kind of playing the same system where the bench guys are, and I could see an opportunity for Nas to come and fill that, but he's, I mean, he's definitely going to have to like work to have a spot. No, I, I, I agree. Um, in not, not, you know, I, I asked like, could we see him start if they don't get a, if they don't get that traditional center, you know, like when you go against guys like Valanchunas and some of those other like bigs that towns has, has problems with sometimes I could totally see it. I could totally see yeah. him playing and yeah. then, you know, getting four fouls in 12 minutes and what, but uh, you know, whatever, but at least those aren't towns fouls. So I, you know, right. I, I, I get that. Um, okay. Next pick. So the wolves move. They, they have the, uh, 29th pick they yep. end up trading up to houston at 26 for along with two future second round picks um and they take duke wing wendell moore um jr yep. um he's a 6-4 wing from duke his comps on the ringer from kevin o'connor were josh green josh hart gary harris um kind of those like three and d type of players um here's what uh kevin o'connor your best friend said about the trend. about the pick, he gave the Wolves an A minus for the pick. He said Moore makes a lot of sense for Minnesota because of his defensive versatility and spot up shooting, but he can also handle the ball a little bit. At times, he served as a reliable pick and roll creator for Duke. If the Wolves do trade D'Angelo Russell, having guys who can be three and D role players that transform into creators yep. is the utmost importance to support Edwards and Towns. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get like too ahead of myself. Like, yeah, all those things in theory sound great. Right. He's also the he's also like the twenty six pick, so I don't really exactly. <laughs> but but, exactly. but it does seem like everybody really likes the pick, and like they're like, oh, cool, like that. That seems like it would like, if everything works out for him. You know. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it. like a utility guy, you know, and that's that's it's never bad to have guys on the roster who can do that. Like, he'll, what well, he'll probably play like eight minutes a game, you know. You yeah. know, but like if he can do that, if he can come in and play eight solid minutes a game, like that's awesome. Um, especially especially as a rookie, like. 
playmaking i feel like is something that will is like gets you on the court as a rookie like if you can pass if you can keep the ball moving if you can play within a system and then you can also like play some defense and hit an open three like that's a path to a really solid role in the nba and you're not going to get probably a star at 26 so i i really really like taking a shot on a guy like this um this feels like a little different than the Kessler, like centers historically take a really long time to develop. You know, like it could be a couple of years if Kessler, I mean, if Kessler develops, it could be a couple of years before we see that this, this feels like a guy that like can come in and actually really contribute right away, which I like. Um, he reminds me kind of of Torian Prince, <laughs> which yeah. is funny, um, who played a really valuable role. So um, yeah, I don't know. I like the more pick a lot. I think this just, I mean, maybe it was a little bit of a reach, but like at this point in the draft, like, you know, like what's, what's this versus going like 10 picks later? I don't know. It's kind of like everything just gets so tight later in the draft. It's not the same as like reaching on a guy at 12 or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the pick and like them trading up for the pick, like three spots makes me feel good. Like he's a guy they yeah, wanted. Yeah. Totally. Um, I like you know, the aggression from Connelly just in general. I like being like, all right, we're going to trade back. We have a couple guys we want. Okay, no, we really want this guy. We're going to trade up. Like, I just like the mobility, like his ability to just kind of like make deals and get what he wants. Um, That's really promising to me. Totally agree. I like and being open minded and kind of like shifting. Yeah. Like even like we talk about this all the time and I'm sure your your team does like uh, on the business side. It's like after you have like successful campaigns, like you always credit to like not necessarily the best planning, but the ability to like. Right. Exactly. Like like pivot instantly if like hey this thing's not working all right mm-hmm. let's try this and like without even thinking of it and it seemed like on draft night he was just kind of pivoting all over the place Take um what the defense gives you exactly um yeah i i think of this pick as like so jalen noel is entering the last year of his contract yeah. and like you know obviously you'd love to have him but like the guys that kill teams are the jalen noel types that he's going to get a three or 21 million dollar deal next year probably yeah. for some team yeah. and it's like yeah, it's like you, you don't want to be the wolves, <laughs> yeah. right? And like he might, he might, but like for the wolves, like you yeah. don't need that. Like your better move is to like, all right, let's get a rookie that can kind of do similar things to him, and then next year he can take those minutes that Jalen Noel played. And obviously, like Jalen Noel didn't play it all during the playoffs, so it's not like yeah. he's this like huge key. But I, I, I just think of it as, as, as you know, like these roster moves where you're filling guys in. There's always like every team is guilty of this, or well, well not every team, every team's fans are guilty of like really having a bias towards the guys they already have on the roster, you know, cause you like get to know these guys and you like them. Um, but sometimes it's, it is really important to step back and be like, all right, like how important are Jalen Noel and Nas Reed really? Yeah. To this team? And the answer is probably not very important. And if and, they are, we're in trouble. And, right. And it sucks to say that, but it's like, you know, don't pay these guys. Like they, yeah. they have not, they have not been game changers. And if you're really trying to make a deep playoff run, you need to, think about taking shots on guys who can play in the playoffs. So I don't know. I, I, I like, I like, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I just, I'm glad that Conley seems to be willing to just kind of bring in new blood and try stuff. And I think that's probably the upside too, to bringing in a new executive because executive has these biases too. Totally. Totally agree, man. I thought it was a, I thought if you're a Wolves fan, you leave feeling good. You totally, you know, Oh yeah. You, totally. you didn't do anything crazy. But like you, it, it you had a, a draft where it seemed like your team was well prepared. Yeah, um, very professional some, process. Yeah, you have some guys. Um, you know, now we we kind of figure out who they are, right? And mm-hmm. we'll we'll figure that out over summer league. And and 
the next few days you'll get press conferences and I've been to a million of the press conferences. You're not going to learn much at, at the draft press conferences, but and they um, can't even talk about the guys. No, because the because, trades haven't processed. Because the yeah. trades hasn't brought. Yeah, so exactly. funny. Kessler getting questions about like, is he excited to play with John Moran? It's like, bro, we it's all like, know he's not going to Memphis. What are you doing? It reminds me of uh, like, I think it was Shabazz Muhammad. He got drafted. It was like t- uh-huh. 2013 and, I honestly don't think he knew that he got traded. So he was like, oh, man, I love the jazz. And he like showed us like or he showed people like his his jacket had like jazz colors on them, oh, like no. not intentionally. And everybody's like, dude, you like uh, who's going to tell him like someone please tell him. Oh, boy. Good stuff. Yeah, I uh, that's that's always a tough one. I think I mean, needs to change these rules. <laughs> yep. It's really stupid. It is so stupid. Um, all right, man. Well, appreciate you um everyone listening thank you uh we'll be back next week we'll, we'll talk more draft stuff when, once we learn more and we can read some stuff and whatnot maybe we'll have another guest if, if yeah, i mean ob- sure. obviously the draft is over with but uh jace frederick uh had some really good things to say this week we talked about like d'angelo russell and whether he'll yeah. be back and um just some like tim Connolly stuff um so he was good um if you haven't listened to that but yeah, um yeah. otherwise we'll be back julian you have a good weekend um you too Sorry about your NBA dreams. That stinks. That's uh, fine. It's, uh... You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> One way or another. Uh, one way or the other. All right, man. Take it easy.